0: On this episode of Building Men, 10 lessons learned from the worst year and the best year of my life. Welcome to the Building Men podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Miralda. Building Men is geared toward helping you become the strongest version of yourself. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So I went out to dinner tonight with my kids. Went out to this place on the Jersey Shore. We're sitting there, looking at the water, and I was asking them, "What lessons did you learn from 2020? Like, what was the big takeaway? What did you get from this crazy year that you just experienced?" And so my daughter said, "Don't eat bats," and um. My other daughter said about, you know, being grateful for what you have. And my son talked about the importance of family and friends in your life. And if you don't have family and friends in your life, how lonely this year could have potentially been for you. And then they asked me, all right, dad, well, what was your big takeaway? Or what were your big lessons from 2020? And now, if you've listened to the podcast at all, you probably know that. I had a lot to say about this. So, um, I also wanted to really think about it, like, really think about this year and kind of go deep into the lessons that I learned. And I came up with like 10 lessons that I learned from 2020 that I definitely want to take and make them work for me moving forward 2021 and for the rest of my life pretty much. And so, I started off 2020. It was a pretty challenging start to the year. I'm not going to go deep into it, but I got some, you know, I found out some crazy stuff and kind of really floored me and um, sent me in this like, really tough journey to start the, to start the year. And, you know, there was a point in the beginning of the year, right around the start of quarantine, where I was, you know, I was really down. I mean, going through... A divorce. I was depressed. I was just emotionally, mentally, physically, just a total disaster, pretty much, for me. Like the 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 year from the start of twenty twenty until right now, I mean, it was such a journey. So it it kind of was emotional thinking about this past year and what did I learn from it. So I will. I'll kind of start just saying. I, there was a point in the beginning of this past year where i was i was george bailey on the bridge in bedford falls looking for clarence to help me you know where i just i really was looking for a reason a meaning a purpose to to get up to go on honestly like it was just a uh, i don't even know how else to say it but to to express that i, I was really struggling just across the board trying to find reason to get out of bed in the morning that's where i started the year i started it the first couple months i was in this really really low spot i record this episode now i really feel like i've come um i don't know if a whole 180 you know probably like 170 though 170 degrees from where i was when i started the year you know there's still this doubt that creeps in from time to time there's still things that you deal with emotionally and mentally um across the board but I definitely have come a long, long way in the last 365 days. So I'll start. First lesson that I learned was this. It was about the meaning of life. <laughs> this is it was it was in a book and it was basically somebody was talking about like asking about what the meaning of life is. And the story goes: kid asks his dad about the meaning of life. And the dad says, you know. I want you to go on a journey, and I want you to find this wise man. And he could clearly articulate to you what the meaning of life is. And so this boy goes on a journey. Forty days. So he goes on this long journey, and he comes to this beautiful castle. And there's a wise man sitting in the entrance of the castle, and there's many people around him. And he says that he's come to ask him about the meaning of life. So the wise man gives the boy a spoon, and he puts two drops of oil on the spoon. And he says, come back to me in, say, two hours. Come back in two hours. I don't want you to drop any of the oil from the spoon. make sure that you keep all the oil in the spoon. So when you come back to me, I will tell you what the meaning of life is. The boy leaves and he walks throughout this castle for two hours. And he's hyper-focused on this spoon with these two drops of oil, making sure that he does not spill a drop. So two hours pass and he gets to this wise man and he says, Okay, tell me what the meaning of life is. And the wise man says, Well, first I want you to tell me about what you thought about my castle. What did you think about the the paintings on the wall, the beautiful tapestries, the garden, you know, all these you know treasures that I have around the house? And the boy says, I I didn't see any of that. I didn't notice any of that. I was so focused on the spoon. So the wise man says, Okay, well walk around again like you need to understand you need to appreciate this environment around you right now take another walk around and see this environment see what you're what you just missed so the boy goes he goes on this journey again through the castle and he looks at everything he looks at all these beautiful things and these riches and he he really experiences everything this castle has to offer and he comes back and he says to the wise man oh my god this was unbelievable this experience that i just had was really transformative and the wise man says Well, let me see the spoon. And the boy shows him the spoon and the oil had dripped out of the spoon. And the wise man says, okay, that's the meaning of life. And the boy looks at him like he's crazy. He says, you need to be able to focus on what's important without losing sight of all these unbelievable experiences that you have at your fingertips. So focus on those important things that really, really matter to you, the oil and the spoon but don't miss out on those great experiences around you that you have at your fingertips. That's the first lesson that I learned throughout the course of 2020. And yes, I did say tapestry twice, I think. I don't know if I've ever verbalized tapestry before, but I said tapestry. The second lesson that I learned this year, I was actually working with my dad one day. So my dad is a He's a hard worker buses ass. He's owned a painting company for forty plus years i talked about talked about him on one or more of the previous podcast episodes and I'm working with my dad and you know busting my ass and a song comes on and I know i've I've heard the song before, and there was just a line that kind of made me stop and I kind of paused and the line was so oftentimes it happens that we live our life in chains." And we never even know we had the key. And I just thought about it for this for a second. And I heard the song again. And now I'm like, I need to you know, I need to figure who who sings the song because this line resonated with me. And so it was the Eagles and the um the song is already gone. But this line, that line in the song, the, the thought of the chains that bind us, um they're not real. And any problem that we're facing, we have the key inside of us to figure out how to unlock those chains. The other eight things that I'll talk about will help us do that. But that, 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 that idea that we have the key inside of us to, to break free of any mental, physical, emotional, spiritual binds that are like keeping us where we feel we are, we have the key inside of us. That was the second lesson. I learned from this year. The third lesson is from the poem If by Rudyard Kipling. And the last stanza of the poem is if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and all that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man my son. That's my favorite poem. Not that I have you know, a ton of poems that I'm like really passionate about, but that's that one has has really spoken to me over the years. So if you don't if you don't know the poem "If" by Rudyard Kipling, definitely check it out. It, I mean, it, it really it will speak to you in different ways at different points in your life. But that idea of of filling the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run. So that made me think about the time that we have and how we choose to use the hours, the minutes. The seconds of every single day that we have. So every day that we wake up is a blessing. We, we wake up, we, you know, we see the sun in the sky. We can breathe air. We have these unbelievable things at our fingertips. How much of those seconds and minutes and hours and days are we wasting away? Like we aren't squeezing the most out of every single day. So... That lesson to me was about time and how valuable and precious time is and how do we use that time and what can we do with those those moments to really get the most out of our our potential, our being. Like how much how many of those minutes and have we wasted? And if we have start now and freaking suck the life out of every single moment that you have on this earth breathing air. Who can you Who can you reach out to? What can you do? What can you learn? What can you experience? Like, what can you, you know, figure out mentally? What can you do physically? You know, if you've always wanted to, you know, run a 5K, fucking start today and start running. Start walking, doing something. Like, you have these moments. Go use those moments. 60 seconds worth of distance run. That was lesson number three. Lesson number four. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So once you make that decision to go and do something positive and to and to really you know take life and and get the most out of it, understand like it's not something that happens overnight there's there's this process that has to happen like you have to put in the work it's not something that just you're like, all right, I'm going to get in shape and you you take. You jog for three days and you think you're going to, you know, change everything about yourself. No, like you have to put in the time and the effort. Like it's a steady process. But there's something to that idea where, you know, once you get this routine in place and you put these things in place, and I've talked a lot about like a daily routine. And listen, my routine is not for everyone. You know, not everyone's going to get up at freaking five in the morning and, you know, and meditate and journal and exercise and, you know, eat blueberries and I I get that I totally understand that, but have a routine, have something that, you know, you do that that speaks to you, that makes you feel good and positive, and to set your day in a right way and set your your mindset in a really positive, positive way. Whatever it is, so slow is smooth and smooth is smooth is fast. Once you get to that critical point where you kind of push the boulder up the hill, it gets to that point where it starts rolling down now, and it just starts things just start clicking. It takes. There was a study done. It takes anywhere between like 18 and, and 150 days for something new, some habit that you put into place for it to become just part of your routine. And so the, the um, median time frame is about 65 days. So listen, you, you take this new thing that you want to do that you want to challenge yourself with, that you want to change a habit, you know, change your lifestyle. Understand it's going to take a couple months to do it, but listen, you know it's worth it. Like you're worth it to put in that time to change whatever that 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 thing is, whatever it is. Put in the time and effort. Like it does work. I'm like I'm living proof. Um, like I mentioned, I was in a bad spot. But the way I did it was I decided to change everything at once. I didn't do I didn't pick apart little things and and do one thing at a time. I was like, fuck it, I'm going all in. I'm pushing everything in and I'm going to change a lot of things at once. And it was hard. It was. I'm not gonna bullshit you. It was hard, but I'll tell you what. It was worth it. Definitely was worth it. Number five, fifth thing I learned this year. It's more important to be you than to be liked. I did a podcast um, a few months back about a recovering approval seeker. This was one of the hardest emotional lessons that I learned this year because I feel like I lived my life trying to be liked I live my life trying to you know keep um, the everything kind of smooth and not make waves um, not rock the boat I guess it was you know I if if you haven't listened to the episode um, it's a pretty emotional episode that I did but I, I really go back and talk about where I think it came from and how even at a young age I felt like I needed to kind of change the way I thought or the way I presented myself to make people like me. And I've recognized that I was living this kind of chameleon, you know, inauthentic life for such a long time where I didn't speak my truth. and I didn't, I didn't bring the most, you know, real version of myself to the table. And it, it was, it was, it was challenging. I mean, it was exhausting And it it just felt horrible, like just not being able, like I felt like I did things to keep the peace and to make people happy, you know, in my personal life and my professional life. And I just decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. I just decided, you know, if you don't like me, then you don't like me. I mean, I think I'm a, you know, I I think I'm a likable person, but if you don't, (laughs) that's okay with me now. For a while, I used to or separate over like what did i do wrong or what could i change to do different listen i am who i am now i'm just going to put it out there on the table this is me if you if you don't like it you know it's okay i i am i'm okay with that so it's more important to be authentic to be real than to be liked the sixth lesson that i learned from 2020 was that you really need a tribe you need a tribe of mentors like people that you can learn from people that you can listen to that can really kind of help you along in your journey and I feel like you need a tribe that you can you can share your knowledge and wisdom and experience with so there's this like kind of um pay it forward idea like you learn from from people and then you you share your knowledge to make someone's life better to to kind of pass on your knowledge to another generation another group of people so I went to school this year. I I mean I can't even tell you how many podcasts and audiobooks and books that I have listened to and read over the past 12 months Um, I just decided I was going to like I mentioned before you know that unforgiving minute I wasn't going to have downtime where I was going to put my feet up and just watch the news or Um, or just kind of veg out on TV. I just, I wanted to become a student of of all these unbelievable people that are in the world that just have knowledge that I I just wanted to get and to suck in and to just figure out like, what can I, how can I make myself better by listening to the the knowledge and wisdom of others? So having this idea of a tribe of people that you can learn from, that you can, you know, attain knowledge from and then take that information that you've gained and pass it along and share it and it just it's also not only taking knowledge it's also taking a part of you so things that i learn that i can share with with friends and family and even to my children if, like the fact that i could i could learn something from someone and say like, like listen to this idea i had or like Jules like i learned something today i think that would really benefit you or so like what do you think about this idea that i just heard so when you're able to take something or some knowledge that you learn from one idea one person share it with someone else, it just it has this transcendent effect on you. The seventh lesson that I learned from 2020 is that I'm a piece of sea glass. And at a time in my life I felt like I was discarded and thrown off a ship just to sink to the bottom of the ocean. But what I've realized is that that experience of kind of being almost you know feeling like you're discarded or you're not worthy or worthwhile and broken what that experience does is sea glass will you know will start off as a piece of broken material a glass a bottle ceramic you know figure uh, you know car windshield uh, whatever and it goes through hell. it goes through a journey and it's beaten down and it's battered and it's You know, it's thrown around and the the salt water and the wind and the, you know, the, the elements kind of transform this piece of sea glass into something that someone finds to be beautiful. That someone feels that this is something that's worthwhile and can be treasured. So that's what I learned this year, that, you know, I'm a piece of sea glass. You're a piece of sea glass, too. If you've gone through an experience where you don't feel like you've you've been, you know, you're you're appreciated or you're worthwhile, or maybe you feel down or broken, your journey will is turning you into something stronger. And sea glass is is stronger than, than what it came from. It's not this broken piece anymore. It is something that somebody wants and can and can hold on to and can can look at and can appreciate. The eighth lesson that I've learned from 2020 is that It's a Wonderful Life. New Year's, or Christmas Eve um, this year, I sat up by myself and I was watching the classic the classic movie, It's a Wonderful Life, and George Bailey's on the bridge. I talked about it in the beginning. George Bailey's on the bridge and he's considering jumping. And he goes this experience and he sees what life would have been like had he not been around. And he recognizes that it's, life is not about the material things. Life is not about acquisitions, and it's not about dollars and cents. It's not about, um, you know, accumulation of, of, it, of wealth. It's, it's about the people. It's about the relationships, and it's about those experiences that you have with people and the impact they make on you and the impact that you have on them and i recognized i guess there was just a point this year where i was the way that i came into every day what i witnessed and what i saw i I would i would stop and just look at the sunset and all of a sudden i just i just started to look at the world in a different way and i mean obviously it's it's the mindset you're bringing into it you know i could have seen the same sunset a year ago today and i wouldn't have saw it i wouldn't have recognized that there was this you know all these different colors and all these, you know, it just the sensory experience that I'm having now and in my mindset, it's just I'm recognizing what a beautiful world we live in. I mean, obviously things are crazy right now, right? But it doesn't take away from the beauty that's in front of us. And instead of focusing on all the negative things that we hear every single day, why not take a step out and appreciate everything beautiful that's out there? Not only you know, in nature and in, in you know our environment, but just the beauty in other people. There's so many unbelievable people. You know, not in the world, but just in our own community, in our own on our own street, in our own family. We could appreciate the beauty in those little things, and it, I mean it. It it makes you feel. You know, just the way you're approaching every day when you could look at things and just see the beauty and understand, like, this world is, is a wonderful place. The ninth lesson that I learned this year was about the idea of expressing gratitude and um, understanding that it's, it's so healthy to um, share your experience and share um, gratitude and, and try to help other people I I feel like all that just kind of it just puts this positive vibe out there in the universe in some strange way you know I don't know if there's any you know real science or anything behind that I just what I've learned you know this year is that express your gratitude and and go into situations wanting to help people rather than doing things for your own benefit and I feel like all that you know kind of finds its way back to in a positive way I think about the The people that I'm grateful to during the course of of 2020 and just the people, like some people that I've never met before, but just have had an impact on my life, you know, in no particular order. Jay Shetty, I'm, I'm just a student of his now. The On Purpose podcast and the book Think Like a Monk have turned my life around and made me think about how I think. Aubrey Marcus wrote a book called Own the Day that I really subscribe to about really getting the most out of every single day. Victor Frankl's book, A Man's Search for Meaning, if you haven't read that, and if you're feeling bad about anything at all, read that book. Tim Ferriss, Tools of Titans and a Tribe of Mentors are two books that I, you know, they really, you know, turned my thought process around about the, the little bits of knowledge information you could take from all these different people in your world. There's a guy named Boyd Vardy who does a podcast called Track Your Life. He's, um his his way and the way that he presents that information, in um, really short snippets have, they made me think about how I think about the everyday. He talks about, you know, tracking animals in in this in South Africa in the safari, and just how he appreciates these little things in nature, are just unbelievable. Brendan Burchard has been a true mentor for me. I mean, if you followed along on podcast or on Instagram, one of my daily habits is writing in a high-performance planner. And um, it's how I start and how I end every single day. And it's just a way that I kind of organize my day. And Brendan Burchard has created this online and um, virtual community of mentors that have really you know, inspired me and helped me. So he's definitely someone that I've looked up to along the course of the year. Um, someone who reached out to me early on Instagram, who I listen to his podcast, his name is Cal Callahan. And he does a podcast called The Great Unlearn. And his, his big thing is about kind of questioning the status quo and questioning how um, information is presented to you. And really kind of having a, not skeptical viewpoint, but really kind of considering why we think the way we think. So there's just a couple of people that have been out there and, and, you know, the holy grail is Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is just such an inspiration. And when I think about where I'm going to be in five years, somebody asked me, like, I'm going to, I'm going to be on stage with Tony Robbins. I, I really feel like that's, that's, that's kind of where I want to be one day. And it probably sounds freaking crazy right now. But I'm going to put that out there in the universe because he's been such an influence and an inspiration to me during this past year of my life. Um, that I would just like to express my gratitude to him as well. There've been three guys, um, this year that I've met that have had a really um, lasting influence on me as well, and lasting impact. The first is Stephen Mathis. He is um, he does a podcast that I would listen to, um, and he took an interest in me early on. I went through his boot camp when I was at the lowest of the low, and he he really helped me through some tough times. He was someone that I've re- reached out to as kind of a coach and mentor, and he became a good friend of mine. And so I definitely wouldn't be where I am um, today without the help of Stephen Mathis. Austin Linney is someone who I connected with recently, who went through struggles of his own with addiction for, for years. And just his story of, of resiliency and and redemption. And now he is he's this unbelievable podcast host and an influential person in my life. And He's someone that I hope to, to work with in the future, and he's someone that I just I, I really truly respect him. Some another person that I've connected with recently, his name is Luke Mace, and he's just a guy. He's from the UK, and he he saw something on Instagram, and he just reached out, and we connected, and he's another person that has really motivated me to to keep going. Uh, there's a couple of projects that I have in the. Um, in the works right now. and He's been like, hey, brother, you got this. You know, and he does it in an accent that's, (laughs) it's just amazing. You know, there are people that have a man crush on him. So Luke, if you're listening to this, it's probably true. Um, But uh, he's this, you know, unbelievably fit guy who's really motivational. And he, he believed in, in my message and he's been really inspiring me to keep going towards my, my dreams. More on a personal level, a couple of people that I just feel grateful for. Um, my buddies Keith McQuirk, Ken Pillock, and Joe Myers, who were really there for me as things got really challenging at the start of the of the year. And they've been three people that, you know, as friendships come and go, and when you're going through a divorce, there's, you know, people that are, you know, they, they kind of, you know, they feel uncomfortable and they kind of fade in and out of your life. But these three guys have just been rocks and they've just been solid friends and, you know, they just they've really expressed, um, to me, they, they expressed their concern and their, um, and their, their support and their happiness as things are going well for me. And they're just three people that I just, I have a tremendous amount of ex- respect for. And I, you know, definitely love them deeply. Joe and Maria Sergio, they're, um, they are two people that, uh, that I, uh, they live, lived in, the, you know, in Bordentown where I was, I was living at the time and they, um, they are fitness people, and they would do this boot camp in the morning, and I would be training in the morning, and I would see them from time to time. And they they listened to the podcast, and they were saying to me, "Hey, keep it going. Your your message is good. You're inspiring people." And you know, one of the messages that stuck out were, you know, when when there's little cracks or when there's breaks in you, it lets the light get in even deeper. It kind of penetrates, and, and that message really stuck with me. And then two old friends were Mike Tooth and Ron Massimo, which you just you know, we haven't seen each other in a while, but there are people that are just there for me and and supported me. And then my, you know, my family has been, has been there through these difficult times. And, you know, I'm so grateful for my family. Um, my parents, Patty and Dennis were all to have, have just, you know, they've, they've seen me at my lowest of low and, you know, my, my breaking point and they were there, you know, they, I couldn't have, could have gotten through this past year without my parents and my siblings. Megan Nelson, my sister Megan, she she definitely she's been this this calm, quiet, fierce support in my life. You know, she just she's nine years younger than me, and she's just she's just this um, this person in my life that I you know I could not imagine not having. You know, almost daily conversations with now. My sister Tara Millette is um, right now. She's she's just helping me out in a, just a really deep way with um, you know difficult situation I encountered, and Tara is just there for me. And she's just this. Uh, she's you know as when I was growing up, Tara was like my best friend, and uh, and she's just someone who I you know I just i am so grateful um, for her. And she's she's younger than me, but she's been a role model in how she is as as a mom and how she kind of just shows up. Just in her everyday life is just an unbelievable human being. And my younger brother, Anthony, who is, he's my best friend. And he's just, um, he's just, I can't even say enough about Anthony. Um, I'll talk, I'll I'll talk more about Anthony in future podcasts because he has some big stuff on the horizon as well. But he is, he is, um, he's such a deep, Um, a deeply feeling individual. I mean, physically, my brother looks like Thor. He's just totally jacked, and he's just, you know, a physical specimen. But what's more with him is he's just, he's a um, deeply emotional-feeling person. He can put himself in everyone else's shoes, which is such a rare thing to find, especially, he'll be 30 in a couple weeks, you know, in that generation, to be able to really deeply put yourself in someone else's shoes and, and have empathy. And he has it, like, he can... He has more empathy than than you know, than most. He's like the Gandhi of empathy. He just um, he feels very very deeply, and um, you know when I was going through my divorce, I was you know I was living at my brother's house. He he put me up and he he dealt with me. You know I'm not a I'm not a treasure to live with, and he did it. So I'm like forever grateful to my younger brother. I'm also grateful to Julie Verona who who really she taught me about the idea of, of sea glass and, and about, you know, being, you know, even though you might be broken and, and discarded, that you just have this, this inner beauty. And in just conversation that we have had over the past, you know, couple months about life and about, you know, mindset. And um, she's just been such an unbelievable influence on my mindset and how I, you know, think about the world and just, you know, having someone really believe in you, and believe in your your ideas and your message, and um, it's just it's 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 really great to have someone that um, that sees you for for what's inside and sees you for your true potential. My kids, last but not least, Denny, Jules, and Sophia. You're. Uh, I don't know if you'll ever listen to this podcast, but you're the reason that I get up every morning, and I uh, and I try to be the best that I can be. I mean, I Lord knows I made mistakes in my life, and probably as a dad, and, and maybe I haven't been the best role model that I could have been for you at times, you're why I do what I do, and you're... You're the reason why I want to um, keep going and keep getting better because you deserve it. The three of you are, are spectacular and, uh, and I love you more than you'll ever know. And you've taught me more about myself and about life and about being a father than any book, any podcast, any expert. And finally, I just want to express my gratitude to anyone out there who's who's invested in in me and this podcast over the past 6 months. It's been 6 months since I released the first podcast. I was nervous as hell. I wrote down every single word that I was going to say during that first podcast. And it's funny for this podcast, I had I had 10 points on a piece of paper and that's all. That's all I wrote down. We're in the beginning. This would have been 150 pages. Just grateful for those of you who feel that I have something of value to add to your day or to your life. And the 10th thing that I've learned from 2020 is the best is yet to come. I promise you that there are some big things coming from building men program during 2021 i have some projects that i'm so excited to announce to everyone you'll hear about them over the next two or three weeks getting a couple things in order but 2021 is going to be an unbelievable year so if you've had any kind of um you know positive experience listening to building men just know That it's only going to get better. I promise you that. 2021 is going to be. Just an unbelievable year moving forward. I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you haven't done so already. Consider following me on Instagram. It's building.men. As always you can email me. Buildingmencoach. At gmail.com Thank you for listening. Let's get ready for just a freaking kick ass. 2021. And I will see you next time on Building Men.